Hey everyone, I'm back! That's right, after a one week break, Future Flix is back with episode 15. You know what that means? We're almost at 20. What does that mean? I don't know, it's just a nice round number. This week we have a few offerings for you, and by a few, I mean one movie that looks good, a couple that look meh, and the rest look like utter crap. It's the week of October 7th, and this is Future Flicks. Alright, let's just jump right into the news. We have a couple stories here. First being that all Harry Potter movies are returning to theaters for one week starting on October 13th. This is all leading up to the release of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, starring Eddie Redmayne. Wardwick Davis, Warwick, there's no D in it, Warwick Davis, has a role in Star Wars Episode Eight. Davis, of course, began his career as Wicket the Ewok in Return of the Jedi. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, got its first teaser trailer. It really should be named Pirates of the Caribbean, The Quest for More Money. At least Mel Brooks knew what was up when he made that joke in Spaceballs. The last little bit of news is concerning everyone's favorite millionaire, Bruce Wayne. That is the next Batman movie, i.e. the next standalone Batman movie, Not we're not counting Justice League here, is going to be called The Batman. Wasn't one of the animated series called The Batman? Wasn't that that one where it looked like he had claws and it was all different? I think it still had Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill in it. At least I'm pretty sure it did, but I think, I think that was a title that was been used before. But of course, a lot of people call him The Batman. Well, that's the only news that jumped out to me this week. There were probably stories that slipped through the cracks. Did I miss anything? Hit me up. You know, I noticed that Somewhat Nerdy Radio and the Watch Your Mouth podcast do housekeeping and stuff where they, where they go over all the ways to reach them. So you know what? I'm going to do that too. You can hit me up at billiamreviews at gmail.com. Have Twitter? Hit me up on Twitter. Billiam, S-W-N. That's B-I-L-L-I-A-M. SWN. You can also leave a comment on this podcast on the Somewhat Nerdy Facebook page, on the Somewhat Nerdy website, or on SoundCloud or anywhere you listen to podcasts. So there you go. Do you need other ways to reach me? If you do, just let me know. But let's get on with my pick of the week, and it is a very, very slow week. So the only interesting looking movie is my pick, so yay for that. That is called The Girl on the Train. A woman finds herself in the middle of a missing persons case when she claims she sees the missing woman. Turns out, though, that the missing woman is the nanny that her husband cheated on her with. This stars Emily Blunt from Edge of Tomorrow, Luke Evans from Dracula Untold, and Haley Bennett from The Magnificent Seven, and, ah, yes, Allison Janney from West Wing. This is supposed to be a thriller, but the trailer does a piss-poor job of getting that across. This also is supposed to be based off a book that was a nationwide bestseller that shocked the world with sarcastic air quotes. But you know what? So was Gone Girl, and that movie is mediocre at best, despite all the fantastic actors in it. I've never read anything by Paula Hopkin, Hopkins, sorry, and I want to read the book, so I probably won't be seeing this movie until I read it, but that really won't affect my vote. I know this is supposed to be the big movie of the week, but I just can't get terribly excited for it especially because the trailer was so scattered it was more scattered than bruce willis at the end of armageddon this is directed by tate 
Taylor, who directed The Help and Get On Up, both good movies, but with a budget as big as this one had, I hope they chose him because he had the best plan and not because they ran out of money. If you remember Gone Girl, the book was more of a mystery, but the director, or scriptwriter, blame whoever you will, decided to ruin the surprise. So I just hope that Taylor, or the writer Aaron Crescinda Wilson, who wrote Secretary, you know, that Maggie Gyllenhaal and James Spader movie? That movie is pretty sick, you should check it out. And Men, Women, Children. I hope she doesn't make such a big mistake. Now, I'll say it again. This looks like it should be good, but it's been marketed so poorly that I believe it's going to flop in the theaters. Some of the book fans will see it, some of the people who've never read the book will see it, but that's it, just some. No one, no huge crowds. I think that the marketing people are banking too much on the popularity of the book, and so that's going to be their downfall. This book may have been a nationwide bestseller, but it was no Harry Potter, no Fifty Shades of Grey, and no Twilight. So mark my words, this may be the biggest movie of the week, but is not going to make much money at all. But still, I have to have a vote, and it was my pick, so guess what? Check it out if you feel so inclined, but don't risk theater money on a movie with such a sh** trailer. And do you realize what I did? Do you realize what that is? That this has been such a poor week for movies that my pick got a eh recommendation. Come on, Hollywood, what are you doing? Let's move on to another movie that's not going to make any top 10 lists at all. All right, I could be being a little harsh with this. There are a couple movies this week that look interesting, but nothing that just grabbed me and said, you have to see this. But enough dawdling, let's go on to our next movie, The Siege of Jadoville. Jadoville, Jadoville. Jadotville? I don't know, somewhere in Africa that the French probably named. J-A-D-O-T-V-I-L-L-E. So I'll say Jadoville, because usually when they're teasing words, they're silent. Because who needs to actually spell things the way they sound? Right? That's just stupid. Pat Quainlin is an Irish commander who has the job of keeping the peace in the Congo and preventing World War III. Things go from boring to pure hell when his small group of soldiers are attacked by a substantially bigger group of mercenaries. This stars Jamie Dornan from Fifty Braids of Hay and Mark Strong from movies like The Kingsman. This is a Netflix original movie, which means that it could be very good, but the viewing is limited to people who have Netflix. This looks intense and visually stunning without anything thing over the top. And what I really like about this is that it's a movie about a battle that we haven't seen a lot of before. It's not another World War II movie, it's not another World War I movie, not another Vietnam movie, not an Iraq or Afghanistan movie, not a Korean War movie. Shout out to MASH, by the way. Dunkirk and Hacksaw Ridge may be very interesting movies, and they may be amazing, but we've seen movies about that war before. I'm not saying that those stories don't deserve to be told. Not at all. I'm going to see both of them, and I am really excited. I'm just saying that the Jettoville battle is going to be an entirely unique experience, unless you just happen to be studied up on uh, wars in the Congo. The fact this film is on Netflix really does affect my vote, because money's not going to be spent on going to see it. You either have Netflix, or you don't. I'm going to keep this one short. Actually, I'm going to keep most of these short. If you have Netflix watch this movie. It'll be well worth your time. If you don't, save it for a day you do. 
or maybe even stop by a friend's house who has Netflix and have a movie night. The next movie on this week's list is called The Late Bloomer. A man who gives lectures on ignoring the basic instinct of sexual desire finds out he has a tumor pressed up against his pituitary gland, which means he never went through puberty. After getting it removed, he finds himself going through all of the highs and lows of puberty as an adult. This stars Johnny Simmons, who played young Neil in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, J.K. Simmons, no relation, who was the voice of Cave Johnson in Portal 2. He was also J. Jonah Jameson, for those of you who don't play Portal. It also has Jane Lynch from a little show called Glee. You know, I laughed a few times during this trailer. It has the, a late 90s, early 2000s feel, the same feeling that 100 Girls and 8 Days a Week had. It's a funny movie that's enjoyable, but not worth the time to seek out. It's an, definitely an interesting idea that I don't think has been done before, but it just doesn't look good enough to warrant a watch. This is the kind of a movie you'd watch if you caught it while channel surfing. This is directed by Kevin Pollock, so that could mean something. He's a comedy legend, but I think I'd rather see him in front of the camera. But only time will tell if his place is behind the camera as well. Actually, who knows? He could have directed a lot of stuff. My vote is pass on this in theaters and watch it at home if you ever can't find anything interesting on. The final film before the break is called The Great Gilly Hopkins. Gilly Hopkins is a foster child moving around the system. She has a bad attitude at home and in school, but all that could change when she meets her new family. This stars Sophie Nellisey? Nellisey, I think? Who knows? These actors need to get better names, damn it. She was in The Book Thief. Kathy Bates from Misery. Glenn Close from Mars Attacks and 101 Dalmatians. Octavia Spencer from The Help. Julia Stiles from The Bourne Movies. And Bill Cobbs from Night at the Museum. This is a kid's movie, and I, I doubt it'll be bad at all, but it feels like I've seen this particular movie before. And not only that, but the trailer spoils everything so if you have any inclination any feeling in you that this is something you may want to see from the synopsis i gave you alone don't watch the trailer because it spoils everything there's no secrets left now we know how this ends i could write that off as part of being a kid's movie but don't kids deserve the benefit of the doubt that they're not stupid or maybe i'm just being old and crotchety the great gilly hopkins looks like it's full of good performances but i doubt i will ever see this because it just seems meh it's a story we've seen before a story of a of a girl and her personal growth and finding the family she's always wanted blah 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 i know especially because he spoiled every goddamn thing in the trailer my vote on this one told you i was keeping these short right consider this if you need a family movie but there's going to be one more i'm going to be mentioning later that could be better so otherwise skip it if you don't want to see it in theaters, just watch the trailer and you've seen the movie. There you go. I saved you 10 bucks. I will take half of that thank you. So just contact me on how to get me the get me your $5. Boom. Well, that is the first half, ladies and gentlemen. So please stay tuned for a word from our dear friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio. And I don't have ad space for the Watch Your Mouth podcast, but please check them out too. Because Critter's part of that and it's really funny. So here's our break and I'll be right back. Thank you. 
Imagine yourself on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. And we're back. My friends, my dear listeners, we have three, count them, three movies to talk about. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to rapid fire them so we can just get on with it to movies that aren't as awful. I know that I said I was going to start the second half with another good movie, but I thought instead I would end with that. So end on a positive note. Well, only kind of positive, because you see, the movie is a real downer, but it's a better movie, so I think that's a little more uplifting, right? Right? Or not? Alright, so the first in this rapid fire of awful is called Under the Shadow! A mother and daughter struggle to cope with the terrors of the post-revolution in Tehran as an evil being begins to haunt their home. This is an international movie produced by Qatar, Jordan, and the UK, so we have three people to blame if it sucks. According to the Nerdist, this is a must-see for horror fans and movie fans alike. You know, I don't agree. This could be one of those oh-so-rare moments when I am wrong. They do happen, I know. It's okay. You can sit down. It's okay. I'm sometimes wrong. I am not above admitting it. Above or below? How do you say that? Whatever. I'll admit it when I'm wrong. You guys know this. You listen every week, right? Anyway, this looks like the type of movie that people just gush over when it comes out just because it's not your standard horror movie and someone other than America made it. So that somehow makes it special and worth watching. Sure, watch if you want. Like I said, I could be 100% wrong, but I really doubt it. Everyone said The Babadook was going to be this fantastic horror movie, but it was really stupid. Say, how would you beat the bad guy? You yelled at him. Wow, that's dumb. That's why Jason kills so many people. They never thought to scold him. Hey, Jason, quit being a mama's boy and stop killing people. Done. Problem solved. You could have saved hundreds of lives that way. Hey, Freddy Krueger. Bad. Bad Freddy Krueger. Michael Myers? No. No. There we go. I, I saved lives. Thank you. I will take my humanitarian award now. But back to the movie at hand. I bet you this is at least going to be a unique film, but it doesn't look like it's worth anyone's time. So my vote is you skip it and only see it if Netflix gets it. It's not worth paying for no matter what the Nerdist says. Next up is Phantasm Ravager. Like I said, these are going to be rapid fire. Boom, boom, boom. Two brothers battle the tall man for the final time. Only watch this movie if you're a fan of the Phantasm series. Only watch it if you are invested in old school horror. And this is your jam. Roz is going to see it. Probably he's going to see it because A, horror is his thing. And I know he likes these old movies. This looks like a super low budget film that only got made because someone figured there were enough fans out there to warrant another movie. The only way I'd ever see this is if a Phantasm Complete Collection comes out. Then I'll watch it. My vote is pass, unless you're a fan or your name is Roz. That's my vote. Next on the Wheel O' 
movies is Better Off Single. This is a movie about a man's post-breakup quest to find new love and himself. Aww. This looks terrible. Don't see it. This has Cal Penn and Chris Elliott, which is the only positive thing I could say about this. Though they are two comedy legends. And that, that, that's not enough. Just having them isn't enough. Because you know what they could have done is the people that made this movie can just go, Hey, Cal Penn, be in two scenes of this movie. Here's, you know, $10,000. Hey, Chris Elliott, want to be on screen again? Cool. Come do this. That's all they had to do. I never even smiled once during this trailer. So you know what my vote is? I want you to guess. Okay, I'm going to say it here. I'm going to say it here. You guess. Pass on this like a marked house in Egypt. That's right. I went biblical with this one. All right, I'm going to take a breather. There we go. There we go. Are we okay? Are we calm? Are we calm? I think I'm calm. I think I'm ready to go on. I think I'm ready to go on to The Matchbreaker. A man loses his job but finds a calling when a woman asks him to convince her daughter to break up with her boyfriend. Others then come forward to have him do the same for them. This movie stars Christina Grimmie, and if any of you remember, she was the YouTube sensation who was also on The Voice, and she was shot and killed back in June of this year at a meet and greet after a show. An obsessed fan killed her, and then killed himself after her brother tackled him. I wanted to mention this because it's worth mentioning. I didn't know about this when it happened, because this story just happened to slip through the cracks for me, and it's unfortunate. This will not, however, affect my vote or my thoughts on the movie, because this is about movies. If Star Trek Beyond had sucked, I would have said so even with the passing of Anton Yelchin. So let's get on with the film. This stars Wesley Elder, who is a newcomer, and the and YouTubers Christina Grimmie, who I mentioned just a little while ago, and Tessa Violet. This is a cute movie. It, it looks cute. It looks like it will make you smile, but the problem is that it feels like a rehashed plot. It... It's like someone took Good Luck Chuck and flipped it around a bit. It looks predictable and contrived, but at the same time, it's cute. There, I said it again. It looks cute. There's nothing wrong with movies like this because fans of the YouTubers can go see them and get all happy because their small screen hero is on the fancy silver screen. But for the rest of us, this is a skippable movie, at least in theaters. If you ever see it somewhere, uh, Netflix, Hulu, whatever, sure, check it out. Check out what could have been the start of a very good career for a young girl taken before her time. But skip it for now because it's, it's just not worth it. It feels bad to say it, but it's just not worth it. We have two movies left, folks, and my movie night pick of the week. So let's move on to middle school, the worst years of my life. Rafe Kachadorian was born with a terrible name, but worse than that, his new principal has a book full of rules that keep anyone in school from having any fun. He must get his fellow students to band together to fight the power by breaking all the rules. This stars Griffin Gluck, another unfortunate name. You would know him from Private Practice if you watch that. Also has Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls, Andrew Daly from Silicon Valley and Eastbound and Down, and Rob Riggle from 21 Jump Street, who was also a lieutenant colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves, if you didn't know. So thank you for your service, Mr. Riggle, because you totally listened to the podcast of some random nerd. This looks really funny, and I even laughed quite a few times during the trailer, but 
just like the late bloomer, it doesn't look like something that's worth a theater trip to see. This is based off a book by, wait for it, James Patterson, the same guy who writes those book-a-year thriller series with guys with names like Michael Bennett. I'm really impressed that he's written popular kids' books too, and they seem like they're good kids books. It doesn't feel like it was written by an adult talking down to children. But enough about that. Let's talk about the movie because that's why you're here. Or you're a friend of mine. You're taking pity on me because I don't have enough listeners. Spread the word, folks. Future flicks every week. It looks funny. And if you have a family, this should be the movie you see. The great Gilly Hopkins looked good, but this one looks better and more original. It may be about a middle school kid but I'm confident that younger kids can find something to laugh at and there won't be anything too mature for them. From the looks of the trailer, there's even plenty of laughs for adults and Lauren Graham will be the character that adults can relate to. My vote, see this movie if you have kids. If not, check it out, but just not in theaters. It could make you smile. And at the end of the day, what's more important than that? And it's time for my movie night pick of the week, which is The Goods. Live hard, sell hard. This was a critically panned movie by the D-bags at Metacritic, and even the masses at IMDb didn't like it much, but they're wrong. Okay, they're right, but they're also wrong. Let, let me explain. It's a stupid movie that's hilarious in its stupidity. It never even begins to take itself seriously, and it's part of what I loved about it. This stars Jeremy Piven from Entourage, Ving Rhames from Mission Impossible, Katherine Hahn from Crossing Jordan, Ken Jeong from The Hangover, and Rob Riggle, which is why I brought this one up. It's about this guy who's a used car liquidator and he's hired by a failing auto dealership to save their business by giving them the best 4th of July sale ever. He must use all of his tricks to save the floundering business, all while learning more about himself in the process, and having a bunch of great quotable lines. You know, grab a couple friends and watch it with them, just because half of the fun of this movie is quoting it even years later. One of my best friends and I will still just randomly throw quotes at each other, like, I always bring my boner pants. Or, I'm gonna make a list of things I don't regret. Like a full back tattoo of the Hawaiian Punch guy. That's 100% juice! This is a dumb comedy, but the next time you're in the mood for one, check it out. My friends, my dear listeners, thank you for listening, by the way. Thank you very much. But it's time for the final movie of the week. It is time for the heaviest movie of the week. It is time for what could be one of the heaviest movies of the year. I saved this one for last just because it does look really good and it was almost my pick of the week. Except that I just think that the girl on the train will appeal to a wider audience. This is Birth of a Nation. A literate slave works for his master by using the gospel to calm slaves and make them obedient. After getting punished for defending himself, he helps put together a slave uprising in the South. This movie looks heavier than me after Thanksgiving. There was a movie back in 1915 with the same name that also revolved around an uprising in the South, but it was based off a book about the Ku Klux Klan, so I'm not sure how similar the two movies are. This film was written, directed, and starred, starring, whatever, tenses, bleh, Nate Parker, who's been in movies like Nonstop and Red Tails. This also has Army Hammer, who is in The Man from Uncle, and Coleman Domingo, who is in Selma and Lincoln. You know what? None of my ancestors were slave owners. We all came over after that whole crime against humanity had ended. 
but I still feel guilty watching movies like this. Every very few years, a movie about slavery will come out, and sometimes it's a white cast and they learn their lesson and help out, and sometimes it's a black cast and they're fighting the evil white man, and sometimes it's a mix. But what's important is that these movies are made and made as brutal and realistic as possible just to make sure that these lessons are never forgotten. I mean, it's not like we're just going to wake up one day if a movie isn't made and go, oh, you know what, I'm going to enslave some people. I think I'll do that today. But we need to have these reminders of just what an, what an awful thing it was and how it hurts you just deep in the soul knowing that these things things, these crimes happen to other people and are still happening now. There, I've heard that there are more slaves now than any time in the history of the world. And that blows my mind because we're supposedly so aware and so great now in our, in our high towers and in our big cities. But are we any better? Sure, we don't do it. Me and you don't do it. But it's still, it's still out there and it needs to be stopped. But let me get off this rant to talk more about the movie. This strikes me as the type of movie that people will rave about without ever seeing it. But it also seems like this movie is going to be really good. Nate Parker kills it in the trailer. You can see it eating at his soul when he's preaching to the slaves, telling them to obey their masters. And then you see the fire in his eyes when he's telling them to rebel. This movie is going to get Oscar nods, but only time will tell if it will win. So my friends, time for my vote for this one. As you see this movie, Birth of a Nation looks fantastic. But the question for you is that whether or not it's worth seeing it in theaters. Huh, this may be my shortest episode yet. When I'm done cutting out all my mumbling BS and adding the promos in, it could be even less than 30 minutes. But you know what? It was a bad week. Two interesting movies, two movies I'll probably catch later, and uh, a whole bunch of stuff that I wouldn't even wipe my butt with their used movie tickets. Because that would be unsanitary. And their crappy movies. So let me reiterate my housekeeping with please, please hit that like button, that love button, that subscribe button, whatever button you see, just please hit that clickety-clack some keyboard keys and give me some feedback. I'd appreciate if you share this with your friends. Spread the word. Do you like what I do? Please tell your friends. Let's pick up some more listeners. If you don't like what I do, Hit me up. Tell me why. BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Hit me up with a tweet. BilliamSWN. You can find me on SoundCloud. Leave a comment there. You can find me on the Somewhat Nerdy Facebook page. Leave a comment on that. You can find me anywhere you listen to podcasts. Leave a comment there. Just, you know, give me feedback. Tell me how I'm doing. Anything you want me to do instead, let me know. Anything you want to change, let me know. But either way, fan or a non-fan, Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for your time. And as always, remember to give some love to Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Those are some great guys doing some great work. Also, listen to the Watch Your Mouth podcast. More great guys doing more great work. And my friends, my dear listeners, just remember that no matter where your life takes you this week, no matter what you do, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, and that's a wrap.